coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. You drink what looks like muddy water, clapping and, and listening to Bob Marley. Barely able to walk because you've just got so much meat inside you. Someone that's annoyed you on the pitch during the day, you then get to pelt with tomatoes. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to another episode of RSVP. I'm Callum Zilietto and this is the podcast for events and travel professionals looking for some inspiration and a lot of fun. Talking of fun, I never thought that gaming consoles could be a source of inspiration and potentially a glimpse at the future of the events industry. The other day I interviewed a futurist, I love that term, futurist, And she was telling me that this is already happening. Balenciaga, Fortnite, all of these companies have come together and created these massive, immersive digital worlds that have allowed people to create avatars and log in. It's all very sci-fi, I have to admit. But as technology gets better and better and better, we will get to a stage where it will almost be like the Matrix, plugging ourselves in and transporting digitally to a world that feels almost real. The interview is going to be published very, very soon, so keep an eye out for that on cit-world.com. But in the meantime, sit back and relax as I speak to Aaron Crookshanks from Sleek Events. And don't forget to wait until the very end, because our own one-man in-house band, Sam McNeil, the UK General Manager of Song Division, is going to wrap up this entire episode with one of his really clever songs. Hi, Aaron. Thank you so much for coming on this episode of RSVP. Um, It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks for having me, Callum. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And do you know what? I I was thinking about this when I knew you were coming on um, and I often like to talk about how I met the guest or, or what the relationship is with the guest. And you're one of the few people I actually can't remember how we first met, but I just feel like we've been We've just, I feel like I've just always known you in the industry. Like, I can't remember the first time. Like, can you? Yeah, I hate to break it to Callum. It was in Vegas. That's probably why you can't remember. That makes a lot more sense. I think the first time I met you, you were going to the, the champagne vending machine. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And that's probably, that does make a lot of sense. Champagne <laughs> vending machine in Vegas equals no memory of our first rendezvous yeah it was very very exciting (laughs) but uh, obviously since then um you know you've come to a number of our events we've we've been on on trips together and things like that so uh, it's great to have you on the podcast and you know i know that where you've written for the magazine in the past you know your opinions and your um inspiration has has both been either provocative or just you know inspiring and engaging for people so i'm i'm excited to hear what you have to say on RSVP. So the first part of RSVP is the R and it's an opportunity for you to rant and get on your soapbox. 
What is your rant? Well, I was thinking about this and I think as an industry, it's obviously been such a tough 12 months. Um, but just over the last few months, something that has really been bothering me is this um, idea of pop-up experts, just whether it's, you know, suppliers contacting me, social media, but people that seem to think they have a crystal ball. And, you know, so I've got people coming to me saying that virtual's here to stay, hybrid's not coming, live's not coming. And it's really starting to irritate me in the sense it can cause some damage to our industry, you know, like people telling me that live's not coming back. How do they know that? You know, it's, it's very much a guessing game for some people. And I'm like, are you just selling your own interest? I think we've got to be careful of, of what we're saying and how we're saying it, because to me, every agency, every account, every client, every event is different. So yes, we will see trends and we will see things, but I think personally, we've got to be careful making sweeping statements, um, whether it's on what events look like, what's happening, safety, anything really. So yeah, that's my rant. It's sort of probably magnified at the moment with things like Clubhouse, where you can quite simply write your own bio and write expert in, expert this, you know, and I think knowledge sharing and opinion sharing is great. And that is how we are going to move the industry forward. But I think it's a balance for me between overnight experts and genuine experience. Yeah, and and also, I mean, I hate to use the term, but it is unprecedented times, which means no one is an expert at this. No one has gone through a global pandemic in the modern age um, and come out on the other side and can safely say, oh yeah, I've been through this. I know exactly what's going to happen. In, in three months, we'll be here. In six months, we'll be here. It's so unpredictable that it seems absurd that anybody could pretend to have a crystal ball. That's it. And uh, at times, people, I feel like people are trying to influence me and how we're handling our events or our accounts, whether, you know, dare I say it, skeptical side of me from the sales, if they've invested in a platform and they're like, you need to sign up for 12 months, you know, we can, it's a big risk for us. And I think it's always just respecting and appreciating everyone's situation as an agency or a supplier or a client. And, you know, it's, it's not one size fits all. I completely agree. And let's try to abolish those pop-up experts and uh, and try not to make these broad sweeping statements that are going to potentially get the industry into a lot of trouble. Exactly. So the next part of RSVP is an opportunity for you to tell some stories of your most memorable experiences. The first experience I'd like to hear about is your most memorable destination experience. Oh, destination. These... Obviously, being fortunate to work in the events industry, as you know, destinations are, are key. Um, but for me, I think I wanted to talk about a destination that I went to before I actually joined the events industry. So I was very fortunate. I went to Fiji um, when I was still playing rugby. Um, and I, I went out to Fiji to live in a village and coach rugby for six weeks when I was in my 20s. And it was one of the best experiences, not only from a personal development, but just a bit of an eye-opener, I think. The Fijian people are, are some of the, the biggest hearted people I've ever met in terms of some of them don't have very much, but they will literally give you everything they've got. And I think it, I came back from that trip and not only did I have a taste of travel, but it changed me a bit in terms of just being appreciative. Yeah, that's an, that's an incredible experience. I'm so jealous of that. And to be able to to live there for, for a short period of time and and to, you know, not just visit, because I think there's a, there's a difference with visiting a destination and then actually like fully immersing yourself and it sounds like what a wonderful place to do that as well 
Yeah, it's, it's an incredible place. And I think yeah, fully embracing the, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it, the, the Fijian carver sessions, you sit around and you, you drink what looks like muddy water, clapping and, and listening to Bob Marley. But it's, it's just a different way of life. You know, there's, there's no Sky TV, there's no internet at the time. It was just, it was crazy. It was really good. I crave that right now. The idea of escaping from technology and going to a whole new world. I mean, the, the closest I've been um, is either Australia or Hawaii, and both of them are very Western. Um, you know, Hawaii is an American state, so it's still very American. Australia is, is you know, got that influence as well. So embracing the Fijian culture is, is oh, the most incredible part of that. Yeah, it was great. Um, so highly recommend it if anyone ever, ever gets an opportunity to go off to these remote places and just fully embrace it. And of course, you know, for anybody that doesn't know you, the fact that you used to play rugby should not be a surprise because you are built. You're probably one of the the most, you know, the, the strongest event planners I know because, you know, you, you very much <laughs> still have that rugby player build. I'm trying to keep hold of it, you know, all of these uh, hospitality evenings and champagne canapes is tough. You know, I'm just getting bigger. <laughs> the next story or experience I'd love to hear about is your most memorable hotel experience. From the operational side, there's some amazing hotels that will go above and beyond. And I think it's always, again, memorable, such, a, such an open word. But I think for me, one that stands out is I went out to Russia. So Russia, you go and you, you've got this uh, image that, you know, it's not going to be the worst, most welcoming place perhaps. And and you get there and and I was just amazed, you know, the hotels and the service and and they really welcome. You know, this was Moscow. It was a nice hotel. I won't tell you which one, obviously. <laughs> but the service was just incredible. And then we went from Moscow out to Siberia and again, it was like this, this big hotel in the middle of what looked like nowhere to me. But again, I think it was just that perception and, and it really hit home. I think that's why it's memorable more than anything. Even in some of these countries that I mistakenly have preconceived, you know, images that when you get there, they, they're so, so good at what they do. Um, so yeah, it's for me is the Russian hotels. It's that flipping of perceptions, isn't it? There, there's, there's a few places like that and whether it's hotels uh, brands or, or destinations you know you you kind of have this idea in your head and you're like mm, it's going to be like this it's going to be like that and then when they get flipped suddenly you're like wow actually that was incredible yeah that's it i think we are i'm guilty of it because the clients put it on us the the expectations we have of hotels now is so high and i think just going to places that take it to that next level is always the challenge and i think it's not always about service or whatever it's you know, it's personalization, everything, and it, they really hammered it home. So it was good. Yeah, there's like a almost a point of plateau of, of luxury where, you know, you're trying desperately to create these incredible experiences and, and go to the, the, the loveliest of hotels. But, you know, once you've been to so many, then it's very hard to find something above that and that beats that year on year, especially for, for incentive programs. Yeah, completely. The final story that I'd like to hear about um, is your most memorable food experience. There's a couple. I'll start with um, the US. For me, as you said, rugby boy, not very complicated in that sense. I was once in um, America and I had two programs back to back. And I got to the end of the program and I realized that I'd eaten steak for 10 days straight. <laughs> I, 
I was, yes, I was in Texas and then, then I went to San Francisco, but it was just incredible in terms of that. That was when I first joined the industry and I think I was just excited to get the, the food every night. But now I was thinking about it this morning and I was like, just more locally, I think as soon as this lockdown is over and we can go back to restaurants, I think for me, it's, there's a pub in um, Putney near where I live and it's um, called Jolly Gardener. They've got potting sheds outside and they've got heaters and, and I, I'm just looking forward to going there and having their, their bacon and cheeseburger with, you know, the fries and a pint. And I don't take it for granted all the luxury food, but right now it's just all about the simple burger and chips. Um, and I think that pub is so good. Before, I think it was lockdown two, I was meeting suppliers and I was trying to talk them into meeting me in the potting shed um, just because it's so relaxed. And right now that's what we need. Firstly, I love the idea of you kind of slowly getting more and more weighed down in America because you just keep ingesting steak like every meal breakfast lunch and dinner just piling steak into your mouth by by the end of the week you're just kind of barely able to walk because you've just got so much meat inside you exactly and for me the idea of going vegetarian for a month even crossed my mind but that's how it got and then of course the you know the local pub in Putney I'm West London as well and I feel like I've either driven past it or probably been to it but now I'm I'm determined to go there. Like you've you've sold it to me. I'm like yes, okay, that's that's where I'm going next time I'm allowed out and the pubs open again. Yeah, I recommend it. The next element of RSVP is the V, and it's an opportunity for you to kind of paint a vision of your ideal dream event. And there is no limitations. Let your imagination run wild. What would your dream event be? Okay my dream event i'm going to try try not to cheat too much and take the best of other events but for me i'd call it tournament island and it's not a version of the hunger games but it'd be bournemouth sevens on steroids like literally i would have rugby netball everything open outfits from dodgeball um and literally have a two-day festival tournament. Obviously, you've got the island, so you've got the beach. And then I'd throw in, in the evening, somewhere I've been, Tom and Tina-style sort of tomato festival. So someone that's annoyed you on the pitch during the day, you then get to pelt with tomatoes. And then in the evening, it'd be more Tomorrowland. So it's just going to be a huge party. We're going to get the best DJs, best acts, entertainment, and then guest appearance from James Smith. I'm not sure if you know James Smith, but he's known for cutting through some of the noise of the fitness industry. And I think he could come through and, as I said, do the same to our industry and just put a bit more sense to it and and really go a bit crazy. And then on the, on the day two, you've got the beach for recovery. I'd have the IV drips going, get everyone hydrated and go again. So yeah, it's going to be pretty crazy. I love that. IV drips in and we go again. It reminds me of um, when I was at university, I was part of the sports unions and uh, there was a thing called Salou Fest where all the universities would go to Salou, dress up in quite, it was like, it was a bit like Bournemouth 7, yeah. um, but this is like a hyper, hyper version of it. Yeah, it is. Be crazy. My favorite element is the being able to throw tomatoes at the person that's like pissed you off, basically. You're like, mm, do you know what? They've really got at me all day and then just hammer them with a load of tomatoes and then burn off some steam at the Tomorrowland. Exactly. And you know who'd have to run through the Tomatina first would be the referees. 
they would be <laughs> they'd they'd be sent first. <laughs> That's such a great shout. That oh god, poor referees. They'd be absolutely there'd be no tomatoes left for the rest of them. Yeah, I'm not sure, I'm not sure why you'd want to referee at this tournament. I really like that. And it's it's so you as well. I love it when people kind of inject a bit of their own passions in there. So, you know, having the sport in there, um, but also having some of those experiences that that just all come together and then just go again and repeat. Yeah, I, I'm actually thinking I'm going to have to try and sell this idea to someone. This is doable. I think get a good enough sports brand, someone that kind of does apparel for all of the different sports and uh, and convince them. And I think they'll be up for this. I think so. And then we'll just find the right island somewhere. I'm sure, was it Abu Dhabi took on the UFC fight island? So I'm not sure this is probably the image the UAE is after, but we, we will find someone. Come on, I mean, you did ultimate fighting. This is this is much more tame. You know, it's just tomatoes being thrown at each other. And yeah, there might be a few scuffs, but it's it's fine. What's the worst that could happen? That should be the slogan, you know, <laughs> come to come to Aaron's dream event. What's, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> exactly. Sponsored by Dr. Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) So the final part of RSVP is where our listeners write in with their confessions anonymously. I will then share this with you and it's an opportunity for you to react to what I am telling you. So this letter is actually from a holiday rather than an event, but it's still travel related and, uh, and I just liked it. So I figured I would share this with you. Here we go. I was on holiday to India with my partner and my cousin. I was jet lagged and tired when we landed, then had experienced a long drive from Kathmandu to Bakura. It's important you realise this for what's about to come. Once we got to the hotel and checked in, we were shown to our rooms and had two rooms opposite each other. There was no lift and so by the time we got to the fourth floor, I was ready to collapse on my bed. But we had made plans to head straight out and so we quickly got changed and headed downstairs. You know that feeling. I can relate to this feeling when when you're just so exhausted by the way and you're just like, oh, like please, I've just come off the plane, I'm this, that and the other, just let me sleep for like 24 hours. But at the same time, you don't want to waste your holiday, do you? Yeah. Later that evening, we had returned to the hotel and been by the pool. My cousins had headed to their room and by this point I was truly exhausted and decided to head to mine ready for a daytime nap. However, I got to my door and the room was locked. I was furious, but too exhausted to head back downstairs, so decided to head into my cousin's room opposite. I walked into the room, which was open, but there standing in front of me was a man I did not recognise, standing in just a towel. He was looking at me confused, and I was looking at him confused. He said hello, I said hello, and then I immediately ran out of the room. I soon realised I had then gone to the wrong floor in my tired state and helped myself into a stranger's bedroom. I never made that mistake again, and still to this day obsessively count the floors of hotels I stay in. (laughs) Wow. A lot of accidental uh, nudity seems to kind of come onto this podcast for for some reason or another. It is a bit of a theme to your, your choice of letters. Um, have you ever done anything similar? Has any ever gone into someone's room by accident? No, thankfully. As you said, I think I'd probably scare a few people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I could just go, sorry, and walk straight back out. No, thankfully it's not something I've done, but I'm not sure how I'd react. Well, also the poor guy, he's just trying to have a shower or something. 
Can you imagine? Poor guy. He's just come out of the shower. He's he's all relaxed. You know, he's probably just drying himself off in a in a peaceful state in the middle of the day, and then suddenly this guest appears, just wild eyed and looking at him. What do you say? Hi. <laughs> You're like, is this is this room service? You don't, you don't seem dressed for room service. <laughs> I didn't order anything. But funnily enough, actually, talking of Salou Fest that, that we mentioned earlier in the podcast, a very similar thing happened to me, but I was the guy where I'd been staying in the room and I obviously was, was too hungover to compete uh, that day. So I'd stayed in the hotel room, but the cleaners just assumed we'd all gone out. And um, I was pretty much naked and uh, the cleaner just burst in and... Um, exposed me and I was like oh hello and then they pretty much same sort of reaction hello hello um yeah okay cool and then just ran out that's that's true actually I've had cleaners come pretty close you just hear the door go and you're like no no I'm still here but I I swear if I was a cleaner they do it for fun sometimes if if they think you're delaying their rounds I reckon they just oh sorry didn't realize you're in there do you know what it is it's it's that rugby figure of yours you know they saw you they were like yeah i'm gonna sneak into his room and accidentally catch him out of the shower (laughs) yeah you know they're they're like i'm not getting enough tips so you know the best thing to do is any any guests that i like the look of i'll just knock very very softly whisper room service and then just burst in at the appropriate time give him a heart attack instead yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm also a bit confused as how this all i mean i'm assuming maybe the door was left ajar or something and, and and was open yeah, I, uh, I didn't want to get into the details for you there. Kind of, doors don't just open. <laughs> so, I don't know. Is it one of these hotels that's got an old old school key and he's just left it open? Or maybe the confessor is actually hiding the fact that they, they wanted to see this person in a towel. They kicked the door down, burst in, you know, and actually it's it's actually all been painted over. Yeah, there was no accident. This was premeditated. There you go. This doesn't seem to add up here. What's going on here? This was no accident. Too tired to count the floors. Sure you were. Yeah, I'm sure you've used that one, Callum. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I thought thought I was on the fifth floor. It's it's only only the ground floor. I I, I thought I'd been upstairs. I don't know. <laughs> um but yes it's it's not the first time we've had accidental nudity on our confessions but it is it is a bit softer it's a bit more tame and 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 forgived i think because if they were genuinely that exhausted i i can imagine um but it sounds like they've been scarred for life because now they're just constantly counting the floors desperate to not accidentally fall into a a naked man's room that's it and i think it'd be interesting to know how many uh event professionals now also put you know the the latch on the door so that as we were saying those cleaners can't but come bursting in or someone that can't count the floors or just you know just put a sock on on the handle you know that's 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 the old school old school way of saying don't do not disturb we're not a university anymore Callum <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I feel like the events industry is is probably less likely to put the latch on and, and more likely to be going into the wrong rooms at the wrong times from from many of the industry events that I've been to I've I've witnessed that yeah, yeah stories in the morning i i don't know what you mean on that one Callum. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i'm not gonna throw any of my friends under the bus i don't know what you're talking about this industry is very well behaved and they've never gone into the wrong rooms ever correct well thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast and uh yeah i really like the idea of throwing tomatoes at people filling yourself up with lots of steak and getting to know local people on the island of Fiji. It was awesome. 
thank you for your time. No worries. And, uh, and good luck with, good luck getting your dream event commissioned and, and actually, you know, executing it in real life. Let's, let's get those sports brands on the phone. I'm, I'm going to try it and then you can come and cover it. Oh, see, that's what it is, isn't it? You just want to pummel me with tomatoes. I see. I see your game. Yeah. Press will go last when everyone's, <laughs> everyone's watching. When the rotten ones are only left at the bottom of the barrel, you know. That's right. Well, thank you so much, and uh, I will speak to you soon. Thanks, Callum. Okay, better chill out hip-hop right now. Aaron on the podium, my man from Sleek Events. Callum can't even remember how you two even met. Turns out it wasn't famous, yeah, that's probably why. By the vending machine sipping on that sparkling wine. What really grinds Aaron's gears most of all are the pop-up experts with that crystal ball. Sharing knowledge and opinions, yeah, that's all great. But broad sweeping statements ain't the way. Fiji is his favorite place to escape. Yeah, the culture and the carver you got to embrace. The attitude of gratitude, the scenery is real. I'm not sure I'd want to see him on a rugby field. Russia for the service and great hotels. From Moscow to Siberia, it's all next level. For the food, you gotta go to the USA. You can chow down on steaks for 10 days straight. If you stay in local, hit them London pubs. Like the Jolly Gardner for a pint and some simple grub. Aaron dreams of a tournament of island games. Getting pelted by tomatoes while listening to DJs. James Smith talking fitness, yeah, he's cutting the shit. Recovering on the beach with an IV drip. If you ever go abroad and you're a little bit tired, make sure you know where your room is before you retire. You might find yourself in a room with a naked man, but who knows, maybe that was all part of the plan. But not my man Aaron, he's smooth, he's sleek, be cool, be safe, and we'll see you all next week.